and welcome to episode 17 of the Pro Painted podcast. We are back on schedule and uh, we are here for another hobby chat episode. Um, so unfortunately, um, I really did want to get Rob on because of his amazing Transformer Generation 1 narrative announcement at the end of last episode um but unfortunately he's been a bad boy over the weekend um doing blackout when he's got a newly born child so he can't make it um he's he's kind of saving up the wife points i'm joined by ian how are you mate i'm good thank you matt not bad at all excellent good recovered from blackout oh you didn't drink i didn't drink yeah so it was yeah so yeah i was perfectly fine Yeah, yeah very healthy and for the first time ever on it's almost like a, this is basically a year anniversary of this episode as well i've got not one but two people who kind of are the same people but not and you can't have one without the other and i am joined by none other than mitzi and jimbo you're right both okay all good very good yeah thank very you. good thanks mate very good excellent you've been enjoying the nice hot weather no it's been beautiful i'm sat in my pants Lovely. Well, I assume that's that's how everyone records. If you just sat in your pants, probably overdressed. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. I, at this point, I'd like to point out that Mitzi and I are not in the same room or even in the same building. So you know, now you have just literally ruined it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, you've both got your Skype cameras on anyway, so you know that that's fine. <laughs> that's it. It's like, it's like a mega chat over here. Amazing. Um, so yeah, we we wanted to get you guys on for numerous reasons. I think um, what you've been doing recently with your awesome YouTube channel, which is the Mitzi and Jimbo Show, is worthy of of talking about. Worthy of note for sure. And um, I'm also super excited to say that both myself and my wife uh, Jen are going to be attending Raw later this year which I will pay for at the end of this episode um, so yeah that, that's kind of why I wanted to get you guys on have a kind of a, a general kind of hobby chat um, so yeah I mean let's let's start off because um, I know it will be quick um, quick hobby roundup Ian what, what have you been up to what have you been plugging away at uh, done some with shelves standard um <laughs> buying stuff um, and be, just been buying stuff that's the main hobby um, so I bought Kill Team bought some the Orcs from Shadespire bought the Dwarves from Shadespire and I'm going to buy Titanicus so that's my current hobby spending money spending money you so, yeah. probably don't have yeah but it's just like it's just like money in the bank really isn't it <laughs> so it's fine it's money in Games Workshop's bank yeah yeah so, yeah, so Rich said that look at it as though you're asset rich. Yes, I am. I will be asset rich. Excellent. And how are you finding? So you've mentioned the witch elves. Obviously, you've been walk, working on this daughters of Cain army for a little while now. Obviously, a very high standard. Um, how have you found it? Now you've hit the twenty, the twenty model mark. Uh, so that's halfway for you. You've got forty in total to do. I've got yeah, I've got forty to do in total. Thirty of the double hand weapons and ten with the shield and hand weapons. Right. And if it's psychological, I feel like I've hit the Wednesday of the week. Okay. So hit the the, the hump in the middle. Um, so I'm quite enthused, and um, which has been helped as well by playing some games with the Iron Jaws and enjoying playing the games, and it's given me some enthusiasm to carry on, which is Excellent. nice. So I'm going to um, 
plod on and and after we finish recording this evening i'm going to do some base coating of some more witch elves fantastic fantastic mm. well before i get on to what i've been up to um we'll invite one of our lovely guests so mitzi um kind of just give us a bit of a hobby summary recently you know what, what we've been up to particularly while we've had this horrible heat how have you found it Ah, yeah, the heat's the heat's been kind of fun, hasn't it? But mm. uh, and and I hate painting in the heat as well. It's it's, it's a real, it's a pain. Uh, but mm. I I have recently uh, picked up a really nice new wet palette from a Kickstarter that I did about six months ago, um, and that's been helping. So definitely recommend getting your hands on a nice uh, uh, wet palette to uh, assist with things. But um, in terms of what I've been working on, um, I'm completely up to my neck in Nighthorn um, and the release schedule of Games Workshop and their relentless tide of new plastic uh, is, yeah, as Ian said, keeping my uh, my bank balance uh, at an all-time low uh, and my my painting desk at an all-time high with uh, grey plastic. <laughs> Brilliant. So what approach are you taking with the Nighthorn then? What's, what's your plans with all this, this grey plastic? Um, I I absolutely fell in love with the models as soon as I saw them and I knew that I had to do them, but I didn't want to do them. Um, as as some of your listeners will know, I'm a, a bit of a fan of the destruction um, uh, element of uh, the Grand Alliances, and I have a, an enormous collection of Ogres, Beast Claw and Iron Jaws uh, most recently, um, and I, I didn't want to take the painting process that I use for them into the new army. I wanted something that was quick. The Iron Jaws uh, are quite time consuming um, and I wanted to just get the Nighthorn on the table. So I'm literally following the um, one of the tutorials that uh, I think Duncan did or Peachy did um, okay. and I'm, I'm using the new technical paints to just get them tabletop standard as quickly as possible. Uh, which which one? Are you using both of the technical paints are you? Or? I I am. I'm actually using both. Uh, I've just gone for a white primer um, and then washed with the hex flame, hex wraith flame over the entire miniature. Uh, and then I'm picking out the cloak with two coats of the Nighthawk Gloom, the blue for the hoods. Um, and then just picking out weapons, uh, etc. And then literally dry brushing the whole lot up with Ultra One Grey, uh, and they come out looking really quite nice. Nice. What's your overall opinion of those new new technical paints? Uh, I think it's. I think they're really good, actually. Um, we were chatting just before you, you hit record, and, and I think the they're, they're, it's a difficult to describe them. Uh, and Ian summed it up quite well. They're sort of um, they're not quite a wash, um, but they're a bit more than a glaze, if that sure. if that makes any form of sense whatsoever. They go on really, really well. Uh, the coverage is excellent. The pigment count is high. Um, and uh, yeah, they they really do look good on on literally a a, a white undercoated miniature. Uh, and then of course you can go as crazy as you want with layering and or um, you know dry brushing or whatever. Uh, they look great. Fantastic, excellent. And anything else on the horizon, or is it all all ghosties at the moment? No, at this stage um, it is ghosties. Um, I've literally got everything they've released so far. Um, and uh, yeah, Jimbo and I sort of split the, the the starter set box. He took the Stormcast, I took the Nighthorn. Um, he's been a bit more restrained with his purchasing than I have. So, um, uh, so yeah, I've got a lot to do, but I'm really enjoying doing it. And they look great. Uh, the, te- the the miniature sculpts are superb. So I'm really really enjoying just getting my teeth stuck into them. Really. 
Great, great. Yeah, I think they're also one of those models, uh, a great example of what Byron's mentioned when he's been on a previous episode, you know, because the, the details are, are pulled out so far that they they really do take uh, a dry brush particularly well, even if you think actually the majority of the model can be quite smooth. Um, but those those rips and tears and the flows, the cloaks and all that is, is quite crisp. So, yeah, yeah. I'm mm. quite interested to see that army when it's finished. Uh, are you kind of sharing any teasers online or is this all going to be like a big reveal when it's uh, done? No, I, I, I haven't shared any teasers online because I've been a bit remiss in actually doing so. Mm. But, um, yeah, so no, I have got... Um, all my spirit hosts done and i got some of the the um uh the stalkers i can never remember the full name the ones that look like horses uh, with with halberds um they're really cool uh, i've done them uh, they're not very good in the game but i like the mini- miniatures so i started with them nice. uh, and i've done the endless spells which uh, I, I think are awesome yeah no i, I totally agree um i've yet to paint them in the spell so okay um yeah well i left the i left the malign sorcery ones they're, they're all built and sat on the shelf but i i immediately built the nighthawk ones and uh and started on them so yeah they're, they're very cool awesome brilliant um so we're we're particularly honored to have um the current um number three in the pro painted rankings <laughs> um coming first place at the the authors event first place at london gt nomination at south coast gt and second place at rise of empires border war it is of course james is it warth warth no warth yeah known to virtually everybody as jimbo so same thing to you mate how you been getting on yeah good thank you very much um yes not enjoying the hot weather because it's far too hot for me yeah i like it a bit cooler um but Sadly, most of my hobby time these days is taken up, and I'm sure you can uh, associate with this, but sorting out actually doing the channel and uh, not actually doing hobby, but doing prep. Oh, is that your job, is it? Uh, I'm content. Mr. Mitzman's technical. Right, okay. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, don't let me near anything uh, electricity-wise. I'll just zap myself. (laughs) Short it out and ruin it for everyone, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, I'm just there to look good and uh, provide a bit of content. So, that's Brilliant. my job. So, yeah, I've been yeah, spend a lot of time doing that. But actual hobby wise, um, I currently have Maraki's head in my hand right now. Oh, so, yeah, like that. Just... He's, he's probably <laughs> ripping a face off and sticking his face off. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just highlighting her up. Um, oh, nice. So I've got most of my daughters came done because it's my old army from eighth ed. So I was rather chuffed when the new Battle Tone came out and dived straight in and bought everything. Uh, and I've barely managed any games at all, sadly. Mm. But we should get there. We should get there in the end. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to do probably the opposite to Mr. Mitzman, and I'm trying to do them reasonably nice. Um, I have quite a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheers, like Jimbo. Mitzi. Love I'm you too. No worries, mate. <laughs> he knows what I mean. Um, yeah, I'll try, I've got a, got a rather over ambitious um display board in mind and i'm trying to make everything fit with display board okay. but i want to paint stuff as well at the same time and the display board is just ridiculous it's gonna take me ages months and months to actually do it sure. so um yeah i'm actually doing the painting at the moment and then i've got to try and make the basing work with the display board <sighs> i've been there we should get that Did i just hear that telltale sign of yeah. um splish splashing in a paint pot with your um Definitely. with your your brush there mate I was supposed to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone hears everything, uh, mate. 
Yeah, it does does sadly doesn't it? Never mind. Uh, yeah, so that was that was some uh, that was uh, second second skin highlight. Just being washed off. Awesome, awesome. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, uh, what I will Ooh. say as well, it's um, for me, it's really awesome and interesting to hear when people are saying, "Oh, my old army from eighth, I'm doing X, Y, and Z to bring it into AOS." Um, obviously, it's a shame it's taken you three and a half years um, to bring that over. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. That is really awesome to hear. Um, I, I, I'm a mercenary. I sell stuff. I can't help it. I'm, a, I'm kind of addicted. <laughs> so when I get bored, it, it goes away. So I'm quite excited by that. When, when you when you you talk about display boards, display boards normally hint there might be a bit of a reveal at some point. Yeah, what's the, what's the that's now? that's one reason why I haven't really posted too many photos. I've done a few on Twitter at Jimbo Nine Jimbo. Uh, this so, episode yeah. title is going to be episode 17 hobby chat with jimbo nine jimbo that's all it's going to be excellent yeah, that's cool that's the only one um yeah so i don't know I, it'd be nice to get it ready for blood and glory but realistically mm. with raw coming up as well mm. that's starting to take a bit more time um i think it's highly unlikely so maybe next year maybe next year fair enough okay sadly cool. and i'm oh, saying yeah. that in august and that's just like oh god so yeah. we shall see what so what colour scheme have you gone for, Jimbo? So um, it's, it's carrying on with my old um, elves. So it's uh, uh, quite a bright purple um, with yellow highlights. Again, quite a bright yellow. Um, I actually got to a, I don't know if you guys remember, but the old Bad Moon yellow, which oh, is yes. one of the old yeah. hexagonal pots, oh, which yes. is literally yeah. like Lumo. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the top highlight I use in all my yellows. Um, so it goes up to that. And then they've got very light blue skin. So again, it starts off quite dark and then it gets quite high highlights. So their dark, mm. old dark elves are actually quite light. Yeah, but, proper um, fruity. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So yeah, um, but actually going back to what you said, Matt, a little bit, uh, I have actually been using them in iOS, so it's not that I haven't used them. They've made just, an appearance in your mixed order list. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, they have. They have done occasionally. Yeah. yeah. So when you mentioned um, them, so I'm I, sure I might have seen that. Yeah, I rebased all the witches because again, I, I ran a witch horde in, in eight, which was so not competitive, but I just uh, the minis I loved and I just enjoyed playing them. So yeah, I rebased everything as soon as AOS dropped actually, but um, I kind of fancied a bit of a change, and so I, I'd start with the Sylvanette, and that was that was actually because Mitzi bought all of them and decided he didn't like them, so I took them off him, and uh, I've been playing with them ever, ever since. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all good. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, thank you for kind of giving us a little bit of a hobby overview. Um, a couple of announcements before I, I, I'll get on to what I've been up to. Um, we've been asked for a shout out. Um, Scott Smith uh, at we uh, underscore men on um, on Twitter. He's just announced tickets for Tempest 2019 uh, are now on sale. It's going to be a two day AOS tournament um, held at Common Ground Studio, which is it's up in Sterling. It's had an awful lot of really positive feedback. Uh, I think it's the place of Six Nations were as well not 100% but I think that was the case um, but amazingly for a ticket 30 quid for a ticket for a two-day event that is absolutely wow. unheard of at the moment um, it's 19th 20th of January so he's got that in nice and early uh, 46 tickets available and that's all up on TGA so do please go and check that out um, probably a bit too far of a trek for us kind of Stockport is as far as we go once a year um, but this has always been a good thing about Tempest the last couple of years so I, I would recommend people go and check that out 
and I'm also super excited to say um, by Sunday of this week, uh, formal details will be out on TGA for the Pro Painted um, ranking. Uh, sorry, the Pro Painted Masters, um, which, as I've mentioned before, is going to be held at Firestorm Games in Cardiff. Um, the event itself is going to be on the 12th and the 13th of, uh, of January. Uh, tickets will be £45, so a third more, half more, 50, whatever. <laughs> Can't do maths. Um, then that sweet £30 event. Um, obviously, there's going to be an awful lot going on. Um, the format's going to be a little bit crazy, but it, it will kind of stick to a match play kind of side of things just to kind of keep it structured. Um, so there will be, it, the, how that works, it will be the top 16 in the painting rankings will be invited. Um, I am back to, there's an update coming shortly, which puts me back to number one. Um, so, of my own rankings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so obviously I will be in attendance and not actually playing on the day. So it's a top 17. Um, and obviously Ian and Rob hopefully will be there as well. And one thing we're doing to kind of help with this process is it's kind of cool to look, you know, you're in the top 20. Um, you might want to go to the event, but you don't know if you're going to make that final 16. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan is going to be running his event santa's hangover on the same day and what it, the two events are going to be linked in that you'll be able to transfer tickets between the two so actually if you end up in the top 16 for the painting rankings um you can actually if you really were like at, you know i just kind of fancy a bit more of a match play event you can transfer your ticket over there so you know even if you're in the top 30 you can buy a ticket for either tournament sorry you buy a ticket for paddy's event and you might end up in the top 16 or you're there on the day and nobody else is and you can pop straight over onto the painting side so kind of keep an eye out on that details will be up on uh, tga as i said by the end of this week um and that'll also be exciting mate yeah i'm quite excited i've got some really really cool ideas i mean it's got a hell of a pedigree from previous years um and things like you know the almost the origins of narrative events from things like the uh, the ming invitationals and things so yeah super excited about that um so that's all the kind of the little announcements um so a lot of those details will go up on tga um, Hobby-wise, I've not been particularly crazy because I'm busy setting up my new business, which is ProPainted Studios, which we'll hear about more soon, so I don't want to go into that in too much detail. Um, but I took the Zinch up to Blackout, which was last weekend. Um, I only had one addition to the army, uh, which was painting up the Kersling, um, which was a pain in the ass because I just hate Finecast, but he's done. Um, he's done. He's all base coated. Uh, so base coated. All base mirrors are on there. Um, he, he did the job. Although last game I did snap his staff clean in half, and it's fine cast. So yeah, really not very good. Um, I also rebased my screamers. Um, so I bought screamers. Thought 40 mil bases would probably be about right. Um, they're actually on 60 mil bases now. Yeah. Uh, which is a dreadnought size base. Um, and I'd, I was so tired and completely out of it, and I put them on 50 mil bases. <laughs> so there's still a lot of bases. <laughs> 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 They're time lucky. Oh, shocking, yeah. shocking. Yeah. Um, and I spent a lot of time kind of prepping quite a unique display board, which I consider a spectacular failure, which I'll get onto on the Blackout episode when we do record that, uh, which will be coming up soon. Um, so I won't go into too much detail, but there was a lot of work went into that, and yeah, I don't think it quite worked. Um, but at the moment, I've been plugging away at um, 30's Angle for Facehammer, which is five weeks. I think it's going to be yeah. tough. They literally sat looking at me with their little yes, it's, eyes. That's quite a lot. Yeah, 
I just think um, yeah. kind of playing the game is important for me as well, and I don't feel like my list is particularly fun at the moment. And I think running around with 30 mentalists, um, kind of biting people with beaks and hitting them with big axes should be quite cool. Yeah, I mean, they are nice models. Yeah, so. they're awesome. Loads of people are excited about yeah. seeing stuff like that. Uh, and and I'm painting them in batches of 10 um, because I've got the three different skin tones. And I'm going to try something different this time. I'm going to do the first 10, paint all the skin. Uh, second 10, paint all the skin. Third one, paint all the skin. Then I'm going to go back to the first 10 and I'm going to do all the armor. Then I'm going to do all the armor, do all the armor. I'm actually going to do, I'm going to do each stage kind of in 10s. Might be a bit mental, but I think it might work. Oh, that wouldn't work for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it wouldn't make any pr- progress. That is actually how I batch paint. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. I am slightly tempted to maybe change that slightly and do 10, do the skin, uh, do the armour, then move, and then same thing, move on, skin, armour, skin, armour. Um, because it's a skin that's different. There's some slight variation in the armor color as well, depending on the skin, um, but then everything else is the same. But I just forget how much detail there are on Sangor. There's so much to paint. Yeah, they are they are stunning, stunning miniatures. But as you say, all of, uh, they're just they're also very fine, aren't they? Yes. So so the detail the detail is really crisp and sharp, but it's also really small detail. <clears throat> Yeah, no, you're entirely right. It's and it's a lot of small details. Well, there's all these little small embellishments. I think almost so much of the stuff I painted for Zinch, you finish and you go, ah, oh, no, I've just missed this eye or this little chicken head. Um, yeah, <laughs> all these different bits and bobs. So yeah, I'll share some progress of that um, over the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, I'll get them done for Face Hammer. And I am also planning a new display board, but that might be a bit of a pipe dream at the moment. Um, so cheers for catch up lads we'll take a little break there and we'll crack into um, a little bit on the, the Mitzi and Jimbo show and we'll have a chat about Raw right back in a sec and we are back so we have Mitzi and Jimbo on the show um, would be kind of remiss of me not to maybe cover the Mitzi and Jimbo show. So I'll hand the floor over to you guys. Um, what I'm really keen to know, though, is where, where did this come from? Where did the idea of the, the show as it is, you know, what were the origins, what were your thoughts behind it? Well, I think, I think to thank, thanks for, for letting us talk about it, really. Um, uh, it, it's one of those things where we're both really sort of immersed in the hobby. We love the hobby. We love what we do. Um, we love everything about it, the people um, uh, uh, that we meet and, and, and what we sort of get up to, really. Um, and we, we've talked amongst our gaming group for a while, um, a long time ago, about even back in the, the days of eight about, you know, doing a, it would be cool to do a, some sort of podcast or, or do something where we all talk and chat about the hobby. Uh, but there was sure. a massive amount of podcasts out there at the time. And it was something that none of us really had the ability to commit to on a regular basis. Cause it is a massive commitment. Um, as you guys know, um, oh, no, it's easy. the amount of times I still hear nowadays getting our oh, podcast is really easy. Isn't it? You just get your mates together and you put a podcast out that, yeah seriously mm, yeah yeah no no it's, I, I i totally understand what what it goes you know what goes into it um and and it was jimbo really who said i really don't think 
um, we should do it at all. But I'd quite be interested. You know, I'd be up for doing a YouTube video. Um, there's not a massive amount of content out there. There is. There's some great stuff. You know, yeah. people like uh, Vince, uh, you know, Warhammer Weekly and, and his hobby cheating stuff. And there's, you know, there's some other there are some really good shows out there. And they're, but they're kind of specific to a, you know, something. You know, there's there's if you want to learn how to make amazing scenery, there are some phenomenal YouTube videos out there and, and people who are really good at it. For sure. Um, Shout out to that the you terrain can, tutor, by the way. Oh, me, oh yeah, Mel, so Mel the terrain tutor. So what, a, what a dude. <clears throat> we actually caught up with him at Salute this year and, and got oh, wow. to say hello. And, uh, yeah, he's a real nice guy. Um, but there's there's a plethora of stuff out there and we kind of just wanted to chat um, and enthuse about the hobby. Um, and so, yeah, we we thought, well, we're going to Adepticon. Why don't we try and do something? Uh, and right. that was kind of where we started, really. Oh, cool. That's what I didn't realise that, that Adepticon was kind of your that was that was your catalyst almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we knew we were going. Um, we knew we wanted to, to launch a YouTube show. Um, and so we um, we put sort of plans in place to es- essentially document our time there. Um, and the very first recording was sat in the hotel foyer uh, on day one of arriving at, at, at Schwanberg Convention Centre. Nice. Did you did you guys have any like uh, did you practice beforehand? Did you kind of do some? mess about at home you know yeah we've got some real do- some real dodgy test footage on a green sofa in my uh, my kid's toy room <laughs> oh, amazing i think that needs to be released um, which, uh, which is uh, yeah. anniversary. <laughs> yeah i've forgotten about that oh my yeah. god yeah no so we, we we literally just sort of set up a camera we had no lighting um we we had a, a um a shotgun mic and we just tried to record um, and it was a very swift learning curve as to how to get, you know, video to look good. And, and that was where, that, you know, Jimbo sort of said, mentioned it earlier. I, I, he deals with content. I deal with um, the, the, like the editing and the, the putting together the show and the recording and what have you. Um, and so I just went away and did a lot of research on YouTube and watched a lot of um, real good quality YouTube um, makers, yeah. content providers, uh, and and learn from them really, um, and uh, yeah, just got got a half decent camera and and some some lights, and we just went from there really. And do you have any background in that side of things before you kind of took on the the realm of technical maestro? Absolutely none whatsoever. I can operate my mobile phone um, perfectly. Uh, I can use a PC, but um, no, I've never tried to edit anything in my life, and it was quite a steep learning curve. Oh, cool! No, that that, that that's that, that is quite that's quite cool to hear, really. To be honest, that um, you know, because I've kind of considered YouTube myself in the past, um, and actually, I was quite interesting when you guys did the doggers footage. Um, I was quite happy with kind of how I came across, and it did make me go, oh, maybe you could, you know, maybe you could do a bit of uh, uh, a bit of YouTube stuff. But then I completely, you know. Um, I'm on the south coast. Rob's in Wales, <laughs> and Ian's in Liverpool. So <laughs> probably going to be tough. I don't know. You know, I don't know if you're willing to yeah. travel that far, Ian. No, So out of interest, why, why specifically you two? Because I've kind of known you guys as a bit of a group, really. Um, do you guys kind of live live locally? Um, you know, were you kind of particularly close friends beforehand, or is it something that's 
that's kind of just grown from the hobby side? We're about half an hour apart drive, and but I work about 15 minutes from Mitzi, and he works about two minutes from his house. Oh, so right. it kind of that made it, yeah, that made it quite easy for us. And his house, uh, sorry, his uh, his work, he's got a large warehouse, which gives us uh, space to actually have all the kit set up and stuff like that. So that's yeah. been really really helpful. Um, but getting together lots of people all at the same time is just a nightmare. You know, people, mm. we're all a, a little bit. You know, we're not we're not early twenties and stuff like that. We're all a little bit older, and everyone's got kids and stuff. Well, everyone but me, because I'm clever. But um, everyone else has got kids, uh, and so it, it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to get to get time when we're all available, um, real life. You know, which is fair enough. So, and and as Mitzi said, since we were at Adepticon, we were like, well, here we go, and uh, we get on pretty well, I think. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Jim, Jimbo's yeah. my bestie. Yay! Um, so yeah, and we, we yeah, and we we played a lot as well games, and you know, we just just hang out a lot to be honest, and we both like beer. So, I got, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting <laughs> to kind of find out where the, the origins of these things come from, why certain people kind of end up doing certain things. Um, so what's your what's your goals kind of going forward? Obviously, what you've been doing at the moment has been has been really well received. Um, I'm forever got people talking about the stuff you're doing, so that, that's always good. Thank you. That's really that's really really great to hear. Um, at first, we kind of had no preconceived ideas as to, to how we wanted it to be, other than how we wanted it to look. We we were quite acutely aware that we didn't want it, we wanted to do it well. Yeah. So uh, and that's something that we're still working on, and people still pass feedback to us on sound quality or this that and the other, and and that's really great because you know I just want it to be the best that we can put out there um, from a quality point of view, because that's what helps. You know, if, if you if someone commits the time to watching what we do, yeah. uh, I want them to be recorded, you know, rewarded for it. I don't want them to be sort of sat there tr- trying to guess what we've said and, and things like that. So it's really important to us that we try and achieve the best that we can do. Um, and, and yeah, we're, we're just, yeah, thoroughly enjoying doing doing what we're doing which is the main thing that that was the one thing that we said was that we wanted it to be fun it can't be a chore otherwise what's the point in doing it um and so that's that's really sort of key for us and and there's the, the great thing about the hobby is, is at the moment it is just rich with newness um and yeah. you know we joke about it at the beginning of the show with everyone's projects are but the content is just incredible and there's plenty to talk about and there's always an event there's always a, a new army there's always you know something to chat around yeah for sure one thing one thing that people a lot of people do actually ask us about is um bat reps actually and that's something that i'm not particularly keen on doing at the moment uh because there's a lot of that kind of content out there yeah and so we want to try yeah. and do something a little bit different which is why we've got us sitting on the sofa having a bit of a chat interviewing people looking at stuff that's coming out um, so, so we want to kind of, kind of go down that route. We we may do bat reps at some point in the future. We've not ruled it out, but at the moment it's not not something that's on the radar. Um, we've got a couple of other ideas of kind of things we'd like to do. We're still working on logistics on how to actually make it work, which should be a little bit different as well and quite good fun. Hopefully, if we can pull it off. But, sure. Um, yeah, we just want to make our own little niche. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do something that no one else is doing uh, and do it in a way that's approachable, mm. which is great. Mm. I think bat reps are tricky because I 
don't think I've seen a good AOS battle report. Um, I play other games like Infinity and um, and Star Wars, and again, they're not particularly great. So, yeah, they're, they're tricky. I think there's a lot involved to kind of get the most get the most out of those. Yeah, I mean, even you know, GW they they do it on their Twitch channel, um, and they've come on in leaps and bounds yeah. in what they're doing, but it could still be done so much better. You know, you, you need to understand almost why someone is doing what they're doing in the game. And, yeah. uh, and unless you can allow the, the players to have full commentary the whole time and, and get them to talk about what they're thinking about, it's very difficult to understand, I think why they've done what they've done. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, personally that's, it's something that, doesn't interest me but there's lots of stuff out there that does so there's always going to be some something for us to enthuse over yeah definitely so we kind of mentioned um battle reports there which i think is an interesting one um but i think maybe too too strongly focused on the on the gaming side um so anything else on the radar anything you'd like to be doing so yeah i mean we we are always happy to ramble about most things to be honest and and for, for me, one of the things that I, I think comes across quite well and people have received well have been the um, uh, the shows where we've covered an event. Um, you mentioned Doggers earlier. Um, that was a well-received show. Uh, international. Uh, and, and I think people thoroughly enjoyed it. Sorry, <laughs> international. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also um, when we went to Salute and uh, our, our coverage of Jimbo's time at the London GT, they seem to be actually our, our most popular shows. Um, and also the one we did on on the narrative um, content that comes in the the three books, um, which I know you have an opinion on. That. Uh, yeah, not the narrative content, but the, the three <laughs> books and and, yes. and, uh, and and what you have to lug around to each game if you want to play. Yes. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'll disagree with that one. <laughs> no, no, yeah. uh, indeed not. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, in terms of what we're doing and, and how we're doing it, we have to throw a bit of a shout out um, to a good mate of our Steve Foot who who has helped us to get the show looking quite as slick as it is. Um, as you know, he's um, into you know he's a, he's a, a creative, um, and so he he really did help us uh, um, with our sort of branding and, and talk to us about how we want it to look. Um, and so massive massive thanks to him for cool. all that he's good done because uh, we wouldn't be quite as slick without him. Oh, I'm sure you would be, hundred <laughs> percent. You have a lot of faith in us, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we've always, we've always got that person working in the background, and it's exactly the same for us. You know, it's our presentation wouldn't be what it is without people like Tom Hewitt, kind of helping with the logo designs, and you know, um, doing the data and presenting the website for the for the rankings. Even people like you know uh, Matt Arnold working in the background and put together the ranking spreadsheet. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it is quite a collaborative effort, and those guys get no real thanks for what they're doing. But yeah, it's 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 awesome that people are willing to put their time and effort into kind of contributing towards all these hobby things that the rest of us are doing. And and that sort of arcs back to what I said right at the beginning about you know why we do what we do. We do it because you know the people in this community are fantastic you know we've made so many friends who i have no doubt will be lifelong friends because of the hobby that we all enjoy um and you know in our little meta in cambridgeshire where we are you know we've got such a, a cross-section of people in our little gaming group um who who come from all sorts of walks of life and have different skills and and some of them too many skills but we won't mention them <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> what, like assassins. It's, it, yeah, it's great. It's such. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't joke. <laughs> Tra- trapeze artists. Um, but, <laughs> fucking get down and just roll just, your dice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dicking about. <laughs> it's just a great hobby and it's it's so open and i think that's the key thing you can you can talk to anyone about this hobby if they're involved in this hobby if that makes sense to you yeah yeah gotcha gotcha um yeah i mean it's just having that it's that thing when football fans get together isn't it It doesn't matter who you are what you do you know you could be a you know a high-earning lawyer um or you can just be some you know some guy's down his luck just on benefits but they've got that you know if they both support the same football team you can put them in the same stadium and you know they can have that same dialogue so it's a similar thing with us war gamers and and there was an amazing amazing moment at blackout this year which which kind of summed it up for me and it's something that i wanted to kind of mention so um jen um has now officially finished her own army it's bought with her money she has painted it I magnetised it to her little army box, but otherwise it's completely hers. Um, she's decided to paint it all pink, so she's got a nice pink night haunt army, and it genuinely looked great on the tables. Um, she got a lot of comments about it, and I think a lot of it was quite genuine. Even I was, I, I find it quite striking because it stood out so well. Um, so, you know, it's amazing that she did that, and she's full on hobby now. Um, she used to borrow my Stormcast army, and she kind of just played because she enjoyed it. But now she's talking about rules. She's got rule box out. She's thinking of what to do in the future. But the best moment of blackout for me was I was playing my game, and she walked over and she said, uh, "Do you know the black coach? Are we can we get it cheaper anywhere else?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, no, not really. Grim Firestorm games? No, not really." So she disappears. Two minutes later, she's walking up the middle of Firestorm games. There's a hundred players playing AOS and she's just got crossed arms she's got this black coach in her arms and she's just strolling up it's a massive grin on her face and and people loved it and I loved it and it's because we all realize we're not mental because we spend all this time and money um basically buying plastic toy soldiers and painting them and, and running them around battlefields which take it out of context it's a bit mental so you know, you feel like a lot of the times, if a, like a bunch of norms walked in, it'd be like, oh God, you guys are a bit crazy. What, you, what you're doing, you're just wasting your money doing this, especially the cost of what we do. And to see Jen, who is what you would, a stereotypical normal person, she's not nerdy at all. You know, even nowadays you get like a, a, lot, a lot of women kind of watch like the Avengers movies and stuff and you can have a conversation about the Marvel Universe. No fucking interest whatsoever. She's watching Love Island, Celebrity Big Brother and Geordie Shaw. You know, she's what, you know, society would consider a normal person. I don't know if that's normal, watching those kind of crap <laughs> programs. Um, you know, she likes no. to drink. She likes socialising. She likes going out with her friends. She loves stuff like Glastonbury. And, yeah, she's just done exactly the same thing. She's suddenly made that transition to being a gamer. And she's done exactly what we always do. So it's nothing. it's nothing weird. It's not any different. We're not we're not the weird ones. It's like if you're into the hobby and you love it, it's just completely natural to go and blow eighty quids on on a plastic coach. So I've got it sat next to me, and it is so worth every penny of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the bugger that's got to put it together, though. It's the only thing she won't do. So, so the question is, Matt, have you have you got over the fact that she's taken up a shelf in your display cabinet? No, uh, like not even in the slightest. <laughs> um, I'm actually because. <laughs> i'm actually going to order some um a lot of people buy uh, additional so the display camera i'm using is the very common one it's one from ikea i think it's called a detolf 
uh, Dettol for something. I want to yep. call it Dettol cabinet, to be honest. Um, and the, the spacing on the shelves is quite high. Um, you yep. know, way too high for miniatures, really. So a lot of people kind of put the extra layers in. Um, and they get the glass. The glass is actually really expensive. Um, Scott recently got his done from a local company. And, you know, I don't want to be spending, like, the more the price of the cabinet to get glass put in. Um, so I've got a company that supplies my acrylic for my business. I'm actually could just get yeah, that stuff, yeah. just cut it, cut it to the right side, whack it in, see how that looks, and she can have one of those shelves. I was, I was considering getting one of those cabinets and putting perspex steps. Yeah, yeah well, that's so exactly so, what I've done. Yeah. Ian. I, so, I, um, I, I was uh, had to empty out an old jewelry store, um, and there was uh, like boxes of not you know like the little. Huh? Not robbing it. It's hat and garden. Yeah, yeah, hat and garden. Yeah, we we, we cut a hole through the wall. Yeah, no. People are stealing the jewellery. So, What's he um, fucking dicking but, around with the per- per- Perspex displays for? Right, imagine how yeah, much these are on eBay. Yeah, taking all the Perspex stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did exactly that, Ian, and it works really well. Just doubles the amount of space hmm. you've got, which is great. Yeah, yes. I, I think it's my my plan was to raise the ones at the back so you can still see them. They yes. don't get lost as much, so that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Pro, pro cabinet. Yeah. Tips. So what's gonna are you gonna be? Um, <laughs> what's what's gonna happen, Matt? If Jen goes all gamey and finishes above your tournament? I don't see that happening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's right, talk boy. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I don't. I don't see it happening, particularly anytime soon. Um. What we'll say that we'll probably go to Raw now, which will just smash, just end up like Top Gun. Oh, I really like yeah. this narrative stuff. Uh, yeah. Raw's not a tournament; it's an event, please. Oh, sorry, event. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, yeah, just just have, just having said that, the fact that you two have said that you're coming this week is has made my made my weekend. When when I, we were sort of messaging each other on Saturday morning, you were at blackout, yeah, uh, and you were like, "Yeah, no, we're definitely coming. We're definitely coming." And I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome, fantastic." Yeah, she's she's super chuffed. She's already been having a chat with um, uh, with Paul Buckler over the weekend. He 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 has given her the idea of somehow getting. Um, the only thing is with Jen is she's playing and everything, but I know there would be. I almost feel like saying, "Look, can't you just like do like a normal army instead of like taking ghosts and painting them pink?" Like the first army she wanted to do was witch elves. So look, there are women on social media that are having whole campaigns about how women are presented in gaming and how, you know, there's boys things and girls things. The simple fact you've gone and bought an army and painted it all pink and now she wants to get a black coach and her plan is to paint it pink and she now wants glitter on it. And Paul's been having a conversation with her about how to get the glitter on. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. But it's fine. That's what she wants to do. More than happy. So somehow we've got to work out how to paint a glittery black coach. Uh, so so what she also needs, therefore, is a glitter ball hanging on the roof of the coach above the coffin. I yeah. think that sounds like yeah, a must some, addition. We've got some spare LEDs. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should be legit. That'd be awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing her army uh, in the flesh. That'd be great. So I think that's a, a pretty damn perfect segue, flawless segue um, into let's talk about Raw. So we've, we've used this abbreviation. People are probably listening. Um, some people are, I don't know what that is. What, what, what's Raw? What, what are we talking about? What, what, what tournament are we talking about? It's an event. <laughs> 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 uh, Realms at War. 
Raw. Uh, so it's the event that Mitzi and I run alongside our two very good friends, Ming and Steve Foot. Uh, sorry, Ming Lee and Steve Foot. They're not married. Um, <laughs> that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, God, that, that just threw me something chronic. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so it's um, we we call it a narrative event, but to be honest, it has elements of match play and open play in it as well so it's a bit of a bit of an everything kind of event um and we create custom scenarios mm-hmm. and there's a theme running throughout the whole weekend and players come along with um not normal match play armies and play these crazy games across um actual realms so we put four tables together and the tables all run in as one big table can so I, it's not actually a six by I, four can i play all my it's games all, in realm of yes. shadow please because it's filth <laughs> no, not that one. Um, probably not. Oh, but, okay, fair hmm. enough. Sorry, keep going. Let me see. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, there's all sorts of uh, slightly strange things like that. In the past, we've had um, uh, huge monsters turn up on the table, which the players weren't expecting. They had to deal with uh, different styles of games. So, Triumph and Treachery. We play doubles. We play singles. We play. We have played skirmish um, as a, a part of element in it as well so nice yeah it's a, it's a bit nuts if you're expecting match play you're going to be very disappointed if you're willing to throw yourself into some craziness and just accept what's going on and uh and, and roll with it and create your own narrative which is actually what we're trying to do people make their own mm-hmm. stories as they go along the weekend yeah then it's gonna be the event for you it's amazing it's kind of like we, we... you kind of like it makes it sound like one of those all you can eat chinese buffets um but they do a bit of, <laughs> but they do a bit of indian food as well and on a Sunday, they've got the roasts out, you know, chips, sausages, um, and you just don't know what to do with yourself. And you just end up with this plate it's full of everything. It's funny. You, you, yeah, yeah you, we came up with raw, but we should have just gone with buffet. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Realms at buffet. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, realms at <laughs> buffet, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's exactly it's exactly that. The, the, the three of us, um, sorry, the four of us met at the Ming Vacation that's actually what sort of spawned this little um, uh, ah, okay. um, sort of scenario because Ming ran the Ming Vitationals which was for most of us the last hurrah of 8th edition for sure. um, and we all went down and, and, and indeed that was the first time I met you down there Matt um, yeah, yeah. and we we had a fantastic weekend of gaming and yeah then that was you know the, the, the world that was ended and, and Age of Sigmar arrived and um, and we knew that we wanted we'd had a great weekend together um and we we knew we wanted to do an event that was different um and and obviously ming being the mastermind behind the ming invitationals um and we sort of just started chatting really um and then three years ago we did um the first raw um which was all about the progression of a hero throughout the weekend um from aspirant to legend uh, realms at war legends and then uh, yeah last year we did realm beasts uh, and it was leviathans was the theme and the players were all to bring a what they thought was a leviathan um uh, little did they know as jimbo said that we were actually bringing the leviathans and their leviathans were little pipsqueaks in comparison <laughs> so we had um enor- enormous uh, you know uh, turtles and and um, beat the realm of beasts had a, an enormous uh, rock uh, idol um 
and and, and yeah uh, many other weird and wonderful creations as well uh, and really we were inspired uh, along the way by um, we mentioned it on the Mitz and Jimbo show in one of our earlier episodes actually uh, where we talked about the different narrative events but from the UK we were watching what Steve Herner was doing in the States um, with his Holy Havoc um, uh, um, and Holy Wars weekends and the amount of effort that he goes to every year on creating bespoke tables with yeah. bespoke rules um, for the weekend. Um, and we just wanted that for for us when we play games. And, and you know through seeing the photos that Steve Foote puts up of all of his games, he really does sort of go to town with telling the story of the battlefield um, and what he wants to do when he's playing the game. And it's the same for me and Jimbo and for Ming. We want that interaction with the terrain and, and the interaction with, uh, uh, you know, the story behind it and what we want to do. And, and um, so, yeah, we wanted to deliver to the UK um, tables of Steve Hearn quality, but with our own twist on, on how the game can be played and what you can get out of it. Um, and, and I think we achieved that when people turned up, you know, in year one and, and saw the, the tables. It was unlike anything anyone had seen in the UK at the time. Um, and that's kind of our IP, I suppose. That's what we've become known for. Yeah, definitely. And so obviously there's an awful lot involved with this. Do you guys nowadays, obviously you're, you're professionals. This is your, uh, so this will be the fourth. No, is this the third year or is this the fourth? Third. Third year. Yeah. So do you literally start planning um, what you're going to be doing for next year as soon as the last one's over? Or do you give yourselves a bit of a break? Um, we like, yeah, we like to think we give ourselves a break, but literally the day after Raw last year, we were like, so same dates next year? Is that going on TGA tomorrow? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we start. And it's literally just um, uh, a series of Skype calls and, and um whatsapp chats in our little raw chat room um and we just start talking about what the next theme's going to be what's 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 going to make it unique what do we need to do how many players because we we tried um, sort of making it slightly bigger last year but actually liked the capping it at 40 players so we've gone back to that this year um just because from a, a, a you know game management and and logistic point of view it's a nice number to work with um and um, yeah, it, the, the, the year one was the crazy one because we we wanted to be that event that had something complete, that, that wow factor. So we went to town and, and started scratch building loads and loads and loads of terrain. Um, as Jimbo said earlier, we're fortunate that I, I have a I run my own business and I've got a warehouse space in, in Cambridgeshire. Um, and we're, we use that to sort of have some big hobby benches out and and when we're creating terrain we can spread out and we've got a lot of space to do it indoors um and then not only that we can leave it in sort of warehouse racking drying for over the weekend and then get back to it the following week sort of thing so it gives us that ability my, my staff in the warehouse are like what on earth is that on a monday morning it's just like <laughs> i assume you're not referring to uh, especially... me who's just fallen asleep in a thong like in the corner yeah. and paint fumes <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, occasionally. Um, but no, when we were building the uh, the Leviathans last year, um, I literally had. I mean, the the biggest one, as I say, is the 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 realm of uh, beasts um, uh, Leviathan, and he stands about three feet tall and is about three feet 
well, he's, he's like a cube, a three foot cube, really. And it's enormous and it's got a big skull face. And yeah, it looks quite impressive. But the guys were like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're on drugs again. So, yeah, I have to. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much hobby out at work. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, you haven't got much choice when you've got stuff like that lying around. So we mentioned themes. So what's this year's theme? This year's theme is Athemy, which is something we've completely invented. So not not (laughs) Ethemy? Not, not, sorry, sorry? Not Ethemy? No, Athemy. Athemy. Okay, cool. This is good to get your pronunciation right. Athemy. Yeah. We, we like correct pronunciation. Good man. Excellent. Um, <laughs> yes. So we we have decided to go down a route of um, there's a new cast of um, skill sets called being an aethermist. And these are people who like to play with the aether and try and create concoctions and do something weird and find out how it works. So we're kind of looking really at alchemists at the end of the day. And so the event will be people are bringing their aethermists and what is called an aether lab, which is where they can practice their aethermy. And they're going to be playing some games with them and learning how to control aethermy and learning what it does. And uh, um, it's a pretty uncontrollable, unpredictable uh, matter. Right. So it's going to be a little bit nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So how do you expect this is going to affect kind of... So you talked about having these amazing tables. Um, is it going to be... Are you going to be pushing this even further? Is it going to be even some, you know, some crazier elements to these tables? So I think the main addition that everyone's going to have is they're going to have actually have a, a deck of cards um, they're going to have to Ooh. actually be able to create these Aether Brews. I like cards. Um, and they can... Yeah, so there's, there's three different decks. You get a, an Aether, which is the main part of it. You get a Compound, which is what you mix it with. And you get a Focus, which is... And you pull it all together. And those three different elements will determine what effect the Aether Brew has, who it will target, and um, kind of there, there might be some secondary effects with it as well. Yeah. And you combine these cards, and each of them has different uh, numerical value on it, and that gives you a dice roll you have to try and beat with 2d6. And so that's kind of a bit like magic, mm-hmm. but with Aether instead. So, yeah. Yeah, so mm, it, and it, it, it will all affect take place in the hero phase um you mm-hmm. can still cast your magic in the hero phase you can still do everything that you would normally do in the hero phase but you've got a custom war scroll for your aethermist uh, and a custom war scroll for your aether lab uh, and as a part of the hero phase you can brew in the hero phase so um yeah the, the, as jimbo said the um steve's gone to town and is creating uh, a full deck of cards with nice illustrations and artwork on them um and they'll all be unique cards uh, in three decks uh, and you get to draw a certain number depending on what game we're in and what day we're on um depending on how you've progressed uh, throughout the game um and yeah it just throws an extra an extra curveball at you to deal with both from a, a gaming tactical perspective but also for your opponent to get the hell out of dodge if something uh, bad and nasty is coming his way yeah or that's, that's, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. There's, there's actually there's actually quite an important point in there that mitzi's brought up um in that how you do in previous games will affect what abilities you have in later games and what you can do so you could end up with someone who's who's able to do a lot more than you can or, or vice versa you can do a lot more than they can so 
it, it is we are trying to actually create character progression and things might not always be that horrible word that i really hate balanced <laughs> the, the other thing that, um, that that players um have to get their head around is that we we operate each of um the banks of tables that we have so we have 20 tables um and they're in uh, um, sets of four so each of the uh, sets of four are set in a specific realm um and the, the tables uh, the four tables are unique to that realm the terrain is unique to that realm and they they look all very different from one another um but all of the realms have realm gates uh and all of the tables have no edges so if you um you know you could be playing on your six by four part of the table uh, and your opponent the people next door to you on their table may wander onto your table um, we like as much crazy shenanigans as possible uh, and if you want to send a, an atheist through a realm gate you might end up in the realm of metal but you started in the realm of life um, and you can go on little mini adventures uh, um and, and and yeah interact with everyone in the room which is awesome fun uh, and fantastic to watch as a as a as a narrative event organizer um standing and watching people just enjoying the game and getting as much or as little from it as they want is is awesome no that sounds that sounds really good um I've, i have heard the crazy stories about stuff jumping all over the place i know that uh, paul buckler's particularly always been a fan of jumping his shit over to someone else's table just to, just just to mess things up as much as possible um and yeah you kind of mentioned the chemists and what they do so where does the the lab come into it what what's its what's its role what, what are you expecting people to be bringing with these labs so the lab gives um a little bit of a buff to your atheist if it's within a certain range right. uh, and also it's um, it can be a secondary brewer as well. If the worst may happen, and your atheist departs this fair land, <gasps> never. Um, or is it turned into a potato? Oh yes, potatification is is a, a real risk here, <laughs> a real risk. Yes, it can can be turned into a potato. Right. Um, yes, you, you've got your aether lab as as a backup to to keep doing brews, although it is nowhere near as skilled as your atheist, yeah. and therefore. Um, there, there are actually quite a lot of debuffs when you do that. I'm sensing, Jimbo, that Matt doesn't necessarily um, or can't rather quite believe that there might be um, such a thing as a potatoification or indeed a, an atomist that turns into a potato. But I can just reassure him by telling him that we do have a custom war scroll for a potatoification. Fantastic. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'm quite, I'm quite happy about that because it means that I'm also going to have to convert a potato-fied version yeah, of my. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and really, that kind of what you've said there is exactly what we're looking for, and what kind of sums up raw for us. It what we aim to give people is a sandbox that they can come along and play in, and we give them some tools to step outside of the normal hobby zone that they're in sure. um and come up with something different um so we're expecting um not everyone does it and and you know they you can take it to as much or little as extent as as you want but you know it, it's good that people do embrace it and, and they they come with custom scratch built aether labs and 
heavily converted, scratch built, you know, whatever uh, for their atomist. And indeed, if you want to get some green stuff out and sculpt yourself a potato with boots, we'd welcome that. And now, see, I'm glad you said that because we need some clarification here. <laughs> so we're referencing potatoification. Um, is, this, is this is this a purely magical process or is this chemical? Um, does it just affect the biological components of uh, you know the, of the person? Would they still be fully clothed? um you know with their fillings would they be affected um would it affect clothing and maybe not weapons i mean you know details come on well being a very volatile material by its very nature um uh, and and we don't actually understand how it actually works right uh, all these things are possibilities so it could be one extreme to the other you could be a fully clothed wandering potato man it could just be a potato yeah, I mean, it depends on what compounds you mix with the aether mm. and what focus <laughs> vessel you use uh, yeah. and whether you're in your lab or out of your lab, Matt. Uh, I mean, uh, the possibilities are endless. If it was like a pink horror close by, could you end up being half pink horror, half potato in kind of like a fly symbiose, do you think? A I think you probably could. Okay, interesting. Mm. I mean, we did, like we, did some heavy, we did some heavy experimentation at the weekend and there were some... some um, pretty impressive results and some pretty spectacular failings in brews. So um, it, it's been heavily play tested and, and stress tested, um, and even we can't we can't thoroughly understand Aether uh, and its properties. So awesome, brilliant. And um, you mentioned about things being play tested. I mean, obviously, I've, I've seen some of the photos going up online. Um, so you have have the games you've played. Have you found that they've influenced kind of the? So you've gone right. This is what we're doing. These are the rules. This is what the players are going to be using. Have you found through doing that, it's yeah. then further kind of influenced the narrative that you're bringing forward into those games? You've gone, oh, wouldn't this is quite cool. This would be a good idea. Oh, we hadn't thought about this happening. Has that happened during that process? Yes, it has, because we used the playtesting weekend to um, form the starts of two guilds that are going to be uh, present at the weekend. So players get to join either one of these guilds. Um, and, and that's come out of what we just played last weekend. So there's, there's going to be some rivalry going on there. There's going to be some extra elements coming in. But, um, yeah, with regards to playing with the, the cards and stuff and actually using the, the Aether Brews in the game, um, yes, because some people got turned into potatoes quite a lot and some people didn't. So, <laughs> if you're pro potato to boy, and, uh, you know, uh, extreme dice, Matt, uh, anything can happen. It, uh, you know. mm. <laughs> Sounds right on my street. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we, we have, you know, um, we, we're, we're acutely aware that we, we in, in all three of the events we've done, we, what we do to enhance the game and, and add our little twist and spin on the game is um, can affect the game. So this time in particular, we wanted to really, and, and also because we haven't ever played our own event, if that makes sense to you, because, yeah. you know, one of the reasons we do this is, is it's an event that we would love to go to. Um, and and we, we want to give the players the opportunity to do what we would ultimately love to do. And so we decided this year that we had to simply, actually, all four of us get in a gaming room and play together on, on our own event. And it gave us the perfect opportunity to just get everything out on the table and you know run through all of the little minutiae and, and try and tweak it and make it as seamless in an integration into age of sigmar as we could um and it and, and we're really thrilled with what's come from the end of this uh, two days of playing this week fantastic well i think i i, I 
probably going to have to bring a fully realised um, levitating silver tower with me uh, for this year. Um, I can't, I can't <laughs> promise it's going to be 100% detailed. The interior probably isn't going to be exactly correct, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I've got some ideas already, actually, just, just kind of talking to you guys, which is really interesting. Um, Ian, you're not there. Yes. I'm not there, no. So, bearing in mind what the guys have just said, if you were going to take your... Um, what army of yours would you take? If it, if it was finished, you can include your daughters. What what would you go for? Um, I think I'd take the Iron Jaws. Iron Jaws. So I think. we're talking yeah. about. So... And I'd qu- I'd quite like to do a potato with lots of Iron Jaws armor on it. Cool. <laughs> like a little like a little Mr. Potato Head. But <laughs> more armor. So you do have some pretty more sweet. Orc. You do have some pretty sweet green stuff skills. How about if I yeah. make my other chemist and you can make the the potatoification version? Yeah. Would you be up That's for that? Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought and it would be a bit you, more you, enthusiastic than yeah, that. Send... <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, I'll be enthusiastic I will... because I think if we can summon the spirit of Gilmore through a potatoification version of Matt, Matt's uh, uh, hero, I think that would be awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. As soon as I'm. Yeah, I definitely want to do that now. Okay, good. Right. It's going to be. It'll blow you. It'll blow. It'll be the. It'll be the best potato-based miniature you've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some blinders. Um, so what? What, what um? What about if you were coming? Have you got any kind of ideas? Um, if you were going to do um, the, the the obviously the chemist itself and the lab, what would you do with your iron jaws? Um, I think the chemist would be probably something based on the weird knob. Okay. But just more sort of um, a bit more um, like scientific. Yeah. So if you, you know, give him a um, holding portions and. All sorts of technical what what all sorts What's not. like you know as if he's actually yeah as if he's actually trying to do something um, almost like a um, a mech boy yeah from forty k exactly I was going to say and when when, when um, I started this process I was thinking I wonder uh, I wonder who's going to cross you know uh, you know and get parts from um, the forty k mech boys. And, you know, weird boys and that sort of stuff, uh, and bring it into you know a destruction army. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure for the Eta Lab. It'd either be something um, quite like a possibly something magical flying, like mm-hmm. a little like magic based helicopter, <laughs> or um, like a or or a beast of burden. Cool. I wasn't expecting you to say on. helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> this this actually strikes at the heart of, of what we really love about Raw is that people go to all, all sorts of lengths to make custom minis, custom armies that they're probably really not going to use ever again, potentially. And yeah. people go to so much effort for it. It's really humbling when you see some of the stuff that people bring. It's absolutely awesome awesome but as much as you don't have to you know some people just bring their normal armies and play with that and that's great that's actually fantastic as well and some people just go all out with with complete nuts conversions and stuff and it's, it's just incredible and some people dress up as dorothy from the wizard of Oz. 
Yes. Um, I, what yeah. I will say is if you are listening to this and you are going, um, something these guys haven't mentioned is that fancy dress is mandatory. Um, and um, you need to ensure it's to a good standard as well. No slackers. Um, so Paul, Paul Buckler is a good is a good standard, good, good example of this. Um, I'm actually tempted to start a narrative that will finish in February. If that makes sense, kind of, mm-hmm. because um, you guys have probably seen that Paul Paul Buckler, his third shout out of this show, um, has announced his uh, event in February, um, Fate of Sigma. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm doing a, what, what we're referencing, the Temple of Set army for this, which is a Daughters of Cain, very heavily snake themed army. And I'm thinking... I probably got enough time to do the start of that army ready to finish off whatever narrative loop I go for at his event in February. So I'm not I might take the zinch, not 100%, because one thing we will say is that all members of the FETI, so that's a from Ember to Inferno campaign, are in attendance now with me. So it would be very cool, actually, if we took all our armies. So Paul taking his Spider-Fan Grotz, um, Aaron taking his Wraith Fleet, uh, Chris taking his uh, Phoenix Temple, and myself taking my um, generic Zinch army. Um, so that would be quite cool. But at the same time, I quite like the idea of doing my Temple of Set and dressing up as one of the dudes from Conan. That would be quite cool. And I could have a big um, no, we, we've had We've had some spectacular fancy dress in the past. I will uh, be one of the dress. most... Yeah, one of the most memorable was actually in the very first year of Raw when Chris uh, came along and he bought his um, Venetian, um, Venetian court, court. Um, yeah, flesh Venetian court, uh, flesh eaters. That's the word I was looking for. Um, army, and he came dressed to the nines in a full Venetian mask. But he arrived on the Sunday morning last because he really wasn't very well on the first day and it wasn't alcohol induced. He was genuinely not a well boy. Um, and he walked through the streets of Cambridge at, I don't know, nine o'clock in the morning wearing this Venetian mask, cape, um, tri, tri pointed hat, um, and just looking like an absolute legend. Probably normal day in Cambridge, to be and People just like, yeah, normal day in yeah. Cambridge, but it was just, it was so cool. So cool. Everyone, everyone year, why is that? Sorry, I was- so everyone was wondering why he was underdressed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last year we had um, uh, Ben Mardle turned up in a in a full. Um, uh, uh, um, oh, blooming heck! What's it called? Karat Karadral en- Overlord. En- Endrin Rigger. Yeah. Rigger costume, including balloon. Yeah. It was uh, quite impressive. So, yeah, we're expecting good things, Matt. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm definitely all up for that. I've got some, got some. Uh, juicy ideas to flow and to be honest uh, talking about the cards and everything and um the way that the the, the chemists and the uh, and the labs work it is is rules wise is that something that's going to be um kind of seen because i know you did the kind of the aspirants and stuff in the past you know are, are these going to be seen prior to the event for people to kind of play around with or is this all going to be post event you will We'll see the mechanics because we'll have that on the Mitzing Jimbo show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a run through on there. Um, releasing the cards, I think you'll get them at the event. You sure. won't see them beforehand. Okay. That's cool. I just think yeah. that's quite there, cards. Cards are is, not, um, not, not the whole deck. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, one of the things that um, we were actually talking about at the weekend is whether um, there might be any interest in people buying a deck of the cards to play with themselves outside of the event. 
um, because it is um, it, it works. It's works surprising. We've surprised ourselves. It works surprisingly well. It's really good, good fun, and it wouldn't cost the earth to actually be able to pick up a pack of cards. So at the point at which we're ordering cards for the players at the event. Um, there will probably be a, um, an opportunity for people to pick up a, a set of the cards who aren't coming to the event if they want to. Um, because I think, um, you know, if if we go into the trouble of having them printed and people want to grab a set, then, you know, we're all going to have a set personally as well. And we'll get some for our local club mates and what have you. But if we're going to the trouble of ordering, uh, you know, professionally printed deck of cards, um, then then it, we it, would, it seems foolish not to offer them to, to people out there in the community who might want to have a go at playing along. Definitely. I would say yes. I, I definitely would be interested. Um, and I think it would be a brilliant thing to kind of break out of a club every now and again. Uh, events like Scott's Boss Fest. Um, uh, even like a bit of skirmish. I, I love a bit of skirmish. So I, I'd definitely be interested. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So anything you guys want to add? Um, you know, uh, do you want to give a quick shout out to how we find out about the Mitzi and Jimbo show? Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys do social media merch. You know, where, where would we, where would we find you? <laughs> um, so uh so the the show has numerous little outlets we're on facebook we're on instagram and we're on uh, twitter all as uh, the mitzi and jimbo show on twitter it's just at mitzi and jimbo uh, but we also have our individual hashtags i'm at jimbo nine jimbo <laughs> and <laughs> and i'm at eat that's mitzi no, oh, I'm disappointed with that. No, you're not. You're Jimbo Nine Jimbo. I was giving you that opportunity, there, buddy. I know. Um, but um, yeah, obviously the the best place to find us is YouTube. Um, and if you just go on YouTube and search the Mitzi and Jimbo Show, or frankly just Mitzi and Jimbo, um, uh, you will find the show. Um, and there's um, yeah, there's plenty of content in there. And and uh, if you want to go back to to the heady days of Adepticon back in March and see how bad we were then and how we've come come on then uh, yeah, please feel free <laughs> I, I, I think um, those, those shows all, all, are definitely also, yeah also talking about subscript, um, watching the show we are giving away bar blades Mitzi and Jimbo show bar blades still so we are indeed if you subscribe to the YouTube channel twi- uh, follow us on Twitter um instagram or and or facebook you're in with a chance of winning because random draws every two weeks i think it is or three right. what it is now yeah something like that um and if yes. you do like what you see i know obviously youtube is um kind of a multi please tell me this stuff's happening i think you have to so you log into youtube account you follow you you hit notifications so kind of go through all those processes because what these guys are putting out is whole wholeheartedly endorsed by us so definitely uh definitely give them a little follow Thank you. And um, before we kind of uh, uh, kind of end things for the day, I want to give a shout out to um, our, our awesome sponsors, which is which is Curtain Games, um, which I think you two actually would uh, you know keep your eyes open. I know it's a bit of a trek for you. Cambridge is a bit of a nightmare, but their their venue is awesome and they're building up their local scene. They've just put Aircon in upstairs in their gaming hall, which is amazing. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, they're literally like you know when you go somewhere and you're like. I really wish they'd do this. They just do it. It's 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 perfect. Um, so we've got an event coming up at theirs on the first of September. Um, it's going to be at AOS two again, a one day event, and it looks like they're going to be using a modified version of uh, Chris Tomlin's pack from Blackout. So super looking forward to that. Um, so as always, if you want to sponsor, you know, kind of help support what we're doing, please do 
please go and check out Curtain Games, curtain-games.co.uk. Uh, again, to reiterate, their, their free postage levels is quite low. So where you've got companies like Element Games and whatnot, you could probably a little bit cheaper, but you have to buy quite a lot. They're quite good for kind of the smaller purchases and not having to worry about postage too much. Um, and also they've got a lot of the pre-orders up if you're into Star Wars, which I am, which, by the way, is amazing. Um, Star Wars Legion, so good. And... Um, I have personally just recently purchased uh, a few bits from Mersham Miniatures uh, to go with my daughter's a cane army. So check out what they're doing. As always, is uh, Mersha-Miniatures.co.uk, and they've released some awesome like crab warriors and crab monsters. And if you go into Raw and you need something off the wall, those are the guys to hit up. They do some awesome models. Yeah, they yeah. really, really yeah. do. They're stunning. Um, and just just touching on the Star Wars, Matt, we were when when that was released it was released while we were at adepticon mm -hmm. and jimbo and i literally could not get to the the, the gaming tables it was rammed for the, the entire weekend um they were doing demo games but if you wanted a demo game you were queuing for yeah. like a long time to get in there it looks so good yeah it's, it's... was it didn't they have a it was released on the friday i think when we were adepticon and they had on the friday morning and they had a, a tournament at lunchtime yes they did yeah Amazing. It is a push fit, to be fair, uh, other than the bases. So I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised, and it is quite that easy to pick up. But anyway, yeah, Star Wars, awesome. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll do a Star Wars Legion podcast. That would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I doubt it. Uh, Boba Fett's coming out soon, and it looks awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's all the usual shout-outs. Um, so please go and check those guys out. Um, and we will have a... now announcement for next episode we might change it slightly we will still plan to do a two-week episode with uh, the, the lads hopefully uh, rob will be available um and obviously we'll have ian on um but i might try and do a bonus episode in the meantime uh, with chris tomlin who ran blackout and um aaron bailey who did particularly well across the board um we'll get them on to chat on a tournament painting so uh keep your eyes open for that extra extra little episode popping up in your feeds but thanks for coming on guys really really good to chat you've just alone i'm glad you're here because you're giving me loads of ideas um and now i've just got to get jen to get the credit card out to pay for the hotel you guys cambridge you don't like cars do you it's a bit far to get no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't know you can get great. some pretty good tandems these days matt uh yeah not not with my svelte frame <laughs> don't right <laughs> On that awesome note, I think we'll, we'll call it there for episode 17. So thanks ever so much for coming on and thanks for being available and having a chinwag as well, Ian. So bye from me. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks, bye. guys. Bye. bye.